And thank you for joining us once again for another episode of the Scranton Talks podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Desiree Zelensky. I'm so glad you can join us again. Are you an aspiring filmmaker? Do you love film? Or are you new to filmmaking? Do you just love movies? Or do you just love podcasts? Well, Scranton Talks is the podcast for you. It is full of inspirational, informative, and fun talks with other filmmakers about their projects and their journeys. Scranton Talks is part of the independent film creative hub based in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Hosts Luz Cabrales and myself, Desiree Zelensky, founded the independent film creative hub, which is geared to help filmmakers reach their potential in becoming successful creative artists. And I'm always so glad you can join us, whether it's for our live interviews on Facebook and YouTube, or if you're catching us later on the podcast and listening to us, I'm just so glad you can and come along on this journey with us. And at some point, Luce and I are going to do an episode specifically about the Independent Film Creative Hub, kind of explaining to everyone why we formed it, what the meaning is behind it, the mission, why we partnered together, a lot of the goals that we had for the area in bringing, bringing film production back here in Northeast Pennsylvania. We were, had similar goals in mind, so it just made sense to team up with each other. So hopefully you should see that episode coming up hopefully in March or April. Um, that's definitely on the books to kind of talk to you about the Independent Film Creative Hub. And we got some really awesome filmmaking events happening. Uh, a big one is the Northeast Pennsylvania Film Festival is happening on April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 2022, which is coming around the corner. Some great independent films are gonna be shown at the Ritz Theater in Scranton from across the country and across the world, and the Mystery Box Film Challenge premiere is gonna be on Sunday, April 3rd at 12th p.m. where our filmmakers are gonna be shown their finished Mystery Box films, and we'll find out who won Best of Show. Um, the judges are finishing their judging for the Mystery Box, so we'll find out who they chose to win Best of Show. If you can join us, especially for opening night, I'm very excited for opening night. They're bringing uh, Scranton native, Tony Award winner, playwright, screenwriter, author, and filmmaker Stephen Karam at the Waverly Com and Waverly for opening night. Helen Lavelle is going to be moderating his Q&A, and they're also going to be showing his first, first feature film, The Humans. So that's going to be so much fun. If you can join us, if you want to check out the film festival, you can go to www.nepafilmfestival.com and you can purchase tickets right online. So that's so exciting. Can't wait for that. And I can't wait to see everyone for the Mystery Box premiere. But for today's episode of Scranton Talks, Luce and I sat down and chatted with producer Beth Klosnitzer. Beth Klosnitzer was born and raised in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. She utilized her skills as a local television station, Channel 69 WFMC in Allentown, PA. She landed a background acting role in a feature film called Getting Grace. Worked on many other films after that, including a short film called Control, written, directed, and produced by Michael Owen. She worked up the ranks to producer on the film as well in all aspects of managing several departments, including organizing cast, crew, wardrobe, catering, set design, prop design, you name it. Um, she also worked on the movie Control. She got a job as a unit production manager for a small independent film called Killian and the Comeback Kids, which was shot locally in Easton, Pennsylvania. And the last project she was involved with, she was a producer on the 2021 film that was also under Daniel Roebuck, a non-for-profit, a channel of peace called The Hail Mary. It was shot locally in the Lehigh Valley in the summer of 2021. 
The Hail Mary is also in post-production, looking for distribution, hopefully in the summer of 2022. So we got the chance to sit down with her and it was a fun conversation, kind of um, seeing like what it's like to be a producer, what it's like to be working in casting and managing all sorts of departments on a film set. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, hi everyone, and thank you so much again for joining us on another episode of Scran Talks. As most of you probably know already, my name is Desiree Zielinski, and I am the co-founder of the Independent Film Creative Hub and of NEPA Film Society, as well as the organizer of the Mystery Box Film Challenge. And my name is Luz Cabrales, and I am the co-founder of the Independent Creative Hub and uh, founder of Scranton Films. Uh, we're very excited to uh, have another Scranton Talks, and uh, we're very excited as well to be bringing it on a couple of social media platforms, uh, YouTube, Facebook, and all of our pages. So if you follow it, uh, you can get notifications for other talks uh, when we create our, the event. Uh, so make sure um, the Independent Creative Hub I have put here, become a member today of our Creative Hub. We are here for you. We are here to help you out with whatever projects you have, maybe put you into the right direction and get you the talent that you need for your films or your projects. Uh, so become a member today of the Creative Hub. Um, I think it's a great um initiative that Desiree and I have uh, to be able to help filmmakers in the area thrive and maybe some young filmmakers that are just starting out uh, doing uh, creative stuff. Uh, we're here uh, to support you. Uh, but uh, before that, uh, we have a couple updates this month. Uh, so Desiree, uh, tell us about what new stuff we have. Yeah, so we're um, bringing back NEPA Film Society's meetings. Uh, we did a couple of virtual film meetups back when the pandemic started, kind of put a hiatus on that for a little bit. And now we're going to look at bringing them back again. We're hopefully going to bring back another meetup in April as part of the Independent Film Creative Hub, where you'll be able to hang out virtually for now and talk about what projects you're working on currently and how we can all help each other. Yes, and another great update to kick off uh, before we start doing all the virtual events, uh, which um, Desiree is part of the NEPA Film Society, as you know. Uh, we did last year, we did the Oscars uh, viewing party, which was, uh, was, it was, fun. <laughs> it was fun. About three people showed up and about two of them left, but it was it was pretty good. You know, uh, we had a good time. And uh, just watching the Oscars, if you have uh, you know nothing better to do than to hang out with us, I mean. Yeah, uh, just hang out with us and have fun. And like just talk about who won who didn't and being angry about it <laughs> yeah pretty much uh, during the commercials we usually we, we usually muted uh when we're watching it and then during the commercials that's when we kind of you know start you know talking about it and see like like uh what's up uh so it it's should be pretty fun and different yeah, and it will give you an idea of kind of how we're going to run the NEPA Film Society uh, meetings, uh, because we do want to bring back the collaboration that uh, this area is doing already, but sort of like kind of bring in and see what other creatives are doing, what projects they're working on, and maybe how uh, we can all help uh, each other. But uh, before we do that, um, I, again, let me actually let me put this on the screen. Uh, it's in March 27th, right? Yeah I, yeah, I believe the Oscars are March 27th, a little late this year. 
a little late, but uh, it will be good. That way you have time to plan. And if, uh, again, if you have nothing uh, else going on that day, just uh, uh, we'll, we'll have a, I think it's going to be through Zoom, right? Uh, we'll probably put something. Probably, yeah. We'll have uh, updates on that. Yeah, so without further ado, it's our pleasure to introduce our guest for today, producer, casting director, Beth Klosnitzer. Um, Beth Klossenser is from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. She is a producer, casting director, and all-around creative in the Lehigh Valley area. She has worked on television commercials and films such as Control, Getting Grace, Lucky Louie, The Hail Mary, Killian and the Comeback uh, Kids, and many more. Thank you more. so much for uh, being on our program today. Uh, yeah, welcome to Scranton Talks. Thank you. Know, you. Tell you uh, how excited we are uh, for you to be here. I have... Um, personally met Beth uh, at a couple of uh, uh, things in the Lehigh Valley uh, back in um, 2019, I believe. And uh, mm -hmm. we go uh, to uh, some FIFO meetings uh, in the Eastern uh, PA area. And that's sort of how I got uh, to meet you. So thank yeah. you again for, for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is fun. I'm excited to, uh, to be with you guys in your in the, in the newness of everything. So I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we're, we're trying to make it, you know, uh, really nice. So um, what we're going to do today is uh, we're, it's very conversational. Uh, there's, uh, you know, no wrong answer, right? Uh, so we're going to start with, the, you know, kind of tell the viewers and whoever's watching sort of how you got started in the filmmaking, the creative aspects of this industry. Okay, funny. Well, it's a funny story, actually. Um, the first film was Getting Grace, and um, my neighbor, actually, Sam Edwards, was executive producer on the film, and she called me out of the blue, and she's like, hey, can you and your family come to Monocacy Creek and be extras in the movie? And I was like, sure, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and so we went to Monocacy Creek, I found uh, Michael Owen, who was the extras casting director for that movie at the time. Mm -hmm. And he was like running around the park crazy. Um, and I just asked him, I said, simply, I'm like, are you okay? Is everything all right? He goes, oh, I can really use an assistant. And Sam overhears this and she's like, oh, this is my neighbor, Beth. She would be great. She'll, she'll help you. And I'm like, what are you getting me into? I had no idea what she was volunteering me for. I right. thought I was just going to be there to like corral a couple of the extras on set. Because as you know, on a, on a film set, it gets very chaotic. There's a lot of moving parts. Yep. Um, and so I thought I was just going to be wrangling people for the day. But then Michael comes over with this laptop of hundreds of um, actors who want to be in the movie. And he's like, this is the Excel spreadsheet. Here's 600 people. You have to organize them into categories and all this stuff. So the long story short of that is that's kind of how I got thrown into it. But um, like in college, I took to, uh, TV and film classes, um, but I never knew what I, how I was going to get started in all that. Um, so that's why I did a couple other things before I got into the film part of it. But yeah, I kind of just got thrown into it. Um, and I started uh, with Getting Grace being the extras casting um, assistant, I suppose. Right. Um, and then from that, from that project, I went on to a few other projects. So I think one of the big things is once you start working with people in film that are like-minded and who are interested in the things that you're interested in, um, you will take those people with you from project to project because you're, you know, either they're very, you know, they're good, you work well with them. Um, so that's kind of yeah. how I took project to project. Yeah. That's why I sort of started. So, yeah. 
No, and, and that's very exciting to know because uh, you are putting it right, right? Like a lot of us, I think it's like, we're going to get started and we're going to go right into the creative aspect of it. But you mm -hmm. went into the paperwork aspect of that, right? Mm -hmm. how, how does that tell, uh, tell us how does that differ now? I know we'll get into that a little bit more. You're now more doing more producing, casting director, uh, right. and a lot of that part. But what is the main difference between like the paperwork part of it that not a lot of us uh, yeah. know that has to happen in order for the movie to be made? Yes. So if I show you my office right now, all the stuff above me, I should just bring some stuff down. I am a visual person. <laughs> I am very visual. So all of my, like this is for Purple Heart because it's purple. This is all of my notes from there. This is from a fundraiser I organized. These are like um, sheets of um, all the extras, everybody that wants to be in, in a movie. But I have everything tangible for me personally. This is what works. Um, so that I can feel it, see it, smell it, touch it. Um, and I am getting much better at the technology part of it, of, you know, spreadsheets and keeping everything organized that way. Um, but for me, I'm more of a people person. And I, um, I think that's why I like casting so much is because I go places and I see people and I'm like, oh, that person will be great for this role, you know, down the road. And, and so I get their information and then I just make sure that I keep in touch with them. But, um, yeah, I, I'm very um, hands-on with tangible stuff. Like I have a lot of stuff in my office, but it's organized chaos. So <laughs> no, that, that's 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 really good. Yeah, I know great. that uh, in your background, um, you have worked for doing te uh, television commercials and also doing like sales. Uh, and is that how you got started? As far as like, um, I know you said something here, uh, WFMZ Channel sixty nine in Alabama. Mm -hmm. Yep. So when I graduated college, um, I went to be an account executive at Channel 69. Um, so I sold advertising on, on the, the network. Um, and I did commercial production with them as well. So I was involved in um, making commercials with them. So I kind of got um, a little bit of both words of selling um, the advertising and plus being behind the scenes of actually making the commercials. So um, I started there. And it seems like if you look at my resume, every couple of years, like three or four years, I like to change it up a little bit. I'm like very entrepreneurial and I get yes, stagnant. I, <laughs> I get stagnant and, you know, something I'm like, oh, it's time to move on. So I went to um, Target Select Cable Advertising. And instead of selling it on uh, Channel 69, this is the cable networks now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like Lifetime, MTV, USA, TNT. Um, I started selling advertising for them. Um, and then I decided that I wanted to open my own business. Um, and I, I took a total 180 from right. TV, film, commercial. Yeah. I also like fashion. So I opened up a dress boutique. Um, and I had that for about four years until I started my family. So that's kind of the beginning part of it. But I think all the things I've done leading up to, to um, film projects has um, in one way, shape, or form, you know, that was a building block to get to yeah. the, the Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about your family, too, as well, uh, later on, because I know that your son is uh, sort of an actor himself, or he's been in a couple projects. Oh, wow, like that's great. Now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, well, he, he's a sophomore um, at West Virginia University. He's studying, um, he's getting a bachelor in this, in, um, Bachelor of Music. I can't even oh, think right now. But yeah. Um, but he was in a couple projects. Yeah, I rope everybody in. 
that's good because you did mention yeah. before, you know, like you bring in people that you know you trust and that you have worked together and you know they do a good job. So let's bring them up to the next project. And I think that's what gives, uh, you know, certain projects like a lot of heart, right? That you know the people. Um, what is it? I know uh, Desiree had a little bit uh, of questions about like what it is to be on set and the projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I with um, if you want to get into details on some of the projects you worked on, I know with speaking, if you had your hand in some casting, I mean, did, were you able to kind of look at like getting auditioning actors, and if if so, is there something that sticks out to you when you're looking at an actor or actress auditioning for a role? Yeah, so I think casting is one of my favorite parts of all this puzzle, this big puzzle piece. Um, I do like to see people. And then I'm, and then if I know like the descriptions, like for instance, a Danny Roebuck film, he'll have a description of what he would like for each character. And I'm like, oh, I know so and so, they would be great for this. I don't even know if they can act, but can we get them in just to try, you yeah. know, an audition? So, yes, I was instrumental in setting up auditions for people to come in um, and, and audition for specific roles for his films. And I got to be behind the scenes of seeing all of that. Um, and then also, um, being behind the scenes of actually helping to cast or putting an in input to say, oh, I think they would work out well, or um, I think that, you know. Um, so I, I love that part of it. I like the behind the scenes of the casting um, process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so from all of these projects um, and on social media, I'm, I'm a big advocate. I, I promote a lot of things. And so people will either call or email, they'll text, they'll be like, hey, can you get me on? your next um, audition list. So I'll just keep like a master casting list mm, and okay. I'll just keep adding to it from project to project so that nice. everybody will always get an email saying, hey, we have another project coming up. If you're interested, here's here's the date and time. And you know they take it from there, but at least I can give them um, an opportunity to keep you know auditioning if they like to. No, that, that that's very, very nice uh, just because Excuse me. We get a lot of people uh, that are trying to be actors, uh, young children. You know, you pretty much probably have a variety of of casting, and just uh, there's always different types of projects. So mm -hmm. knowing that you're out there, right? Uh, yeah. Doing this, um, it's really helpful for whoever's watching now as well that might be wanting to get into the acting. Um, so when you're like doing the casting, uh, what is the, the thing that you look most like experience or like eagerness to? Yeah, it's like cool stuff. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. Um, so my son right now is currently auditioning to get into summer stock theaters for the summer. And he wants to build his resume. I said, well, that's really important. But I said, you're going to be in front of the people. They're going to either need a red, a cute little redhead um, for the role or they're not. You might be, you're going to be right for the role or you're not going to be right for the role. So I think it's a little bit of both. Um, but people who come in who are prepared, um, energetic, excited, um, you know, not be too, you know, it's all nerve wracking, but, um, to try not to be too nervous, um, and just be yourself. I think that's really the, the most important thing. Um, yeah, the resume is good, but I, I don't know. It, it's like if the person looks right for that particular role, doesn't matter if they did 10 things or one thing, they're right for the role. So 
don't know. Right, so like a lot of uh, a lot of actors get discouraged that it's like maybe I did something wrong, but like you said, sometimes it could be it's 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 one of those things yeah. that it could be something that the, maybe that's the not right. And the director and people on production just have a certain person they're like, looking for. They have someone in their brain right. who they're looking for. Right. Very cool. Well, okay. So what we're gonna do is I I let's break down your recipe. Or okay. Real, right. Uh, I know uh, we can get started. What was the first project that you want to talk about, and then we kind of go from there, just to see sort of like what kind of role you took in that project. So, um, for Getting Grace and for Killian and the Comeback Kids, I mostly did extras casting. So, anybody who wrote into the email, um, and I, you know, at the end, if we want to give my email or something, that people can get in touch with me, um, either if they want to be on a casting list or extras casting or for production, we can we can do that oh, later. But that'll be great. You let me know and I'll I'll put it on on the comments here. Um, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um. Oh, so so getting Grace and then Killian and the Comeback Kids. So those were two feature films that were actually were actually in movie theaters. Um, getting Grace uh, premiered two thousand seventeen. Um, people can still watch it on Hulu, I believe, and any streaming service. Um, you can just Google it probably, um, and it'll pop up. Then uh, Killian and the Comeback Kids, I believe, was two thousand nineteen, and um, that was also in in theaters. So those were the extras casting. Um, and then a few other short films um, that I did. One was called In This Moment, where I was associate producer. Um, and then we did another short film called uh, Who's There and Purple Heart with Michael Walsh, who's the director local in the area. Okay. Um, so I did a producing with that. And then um, producing with this movie here, Lucky Louie, and um, The Hail Mary, which is, which is the most recent um, project that I just wrapped as a producer. Okay, so, and right now I'm, I'm showing a montage of some of the films um, that you work for. I think uh, we have Getting Grace here, maybe Lucky Louie as well. Yeah. Um, just so people can get a, an idea. Like all the behind the scenes are always very, very, uh, you know, exciting to see what happens, right? Right, right. Yes. And it's, it's really interesting, I think, if people, oops, if people come on set, um, and they see what goes into like a two minute part of the movie and it takes hours and hours and hours to do. Um, they get a real, real good idea of, wow, you know, what it takes to be, to, to make a movie and all, all that goes into it. Um, I think it's really cool to see. Right. And, I, and now I know that I'm getting grace. You, this, uh, getting grace and uncle, I'm sorry, not uncle. I keep calling it. We're during the pandemic. Correct. Like how was that experience? Uh, just so, uh, getting grace was in 2017. So that was, Oh, I'm sorry. The Hail Mary. Yeah. yeah. We were supposed to do the Hail Mary. In fact, we had the press conference for the Hail Mary in March, March, it was March 11th. Um, and then we shut down, I think like the 13th or something like that. Um, so we were, we were just doing pre-production for the Hail Mary. It was supposed to shoot um, July and August of 2020. So that got pushed a year. Um, but in the meantime, I met this other director, Michael Walsh, and he had a smaller project because the Hail Mary was a huge undertaking. It was just a million things had to come together perfectly. Um, right. and we just couldn't do it for the pandemic. But we did. I did shoot a short film um, called Who's the, uh, Yeah, Who's There? Who's There? Um, and Purple Heart, 
well, actually, Purple Heart was during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so you had a, you have probably, yeah. So, and I know that one was the last one that we showed on the demo reel. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to see if I can pull it up here once I get this. But uh, you could go right ahead okay. while I do that. So, you know, it was a smaller, um, it was a smaller project and people were comfortable getting back out there. It was like right around July, August. Um, things were kind of, we were like in the bubble of things were kind of opening up and then they closed back up after we we finished, we kind of hit a good bubble, but um, yeah. it was only a five day shoot, I believe. Um, and it was in Hellertown and all of our locations were like in one place. So it was pretty simple, not simple, but it, you know, it was easier right. than, yeah. Um, and we did great. I mean, we were all ready to get out and be creative again. Um, and we took all the precautions necessary with COVID and, um, you know, we did all the temperature checks and, and checking in and we tried to social distance, obviously masks, um, but we did it and, and no one got sick and it was a great, it was a great experience. Um, and I'm really happy with this, with this project, how it came out. Um, sometimes, and well, sometimes, you know, you, you work on a project and nothing comes of it. Like, where did it go? We did all this work and now what yeah. happened to it? <laughs> Um, so I am, I'm very thankful that the last couple projects that I've been working on, um, they all came to fruition. So it's fun to see all the hard work pay off. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, it's very cool to see that, especially through hard times like now. I mean, it's just, you just, we just didn't know what was happening. Yeah. And um, I remember seeing that you guys were like doing stuff and I was like, that's, that's exciting. You know, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it keeps people busy. And it's also because we are, you know, most of us are freelancers. Most of us go from job to job because we are creatives. Mm -hmm. uh, so just being able to see that, um, as we're putting out a movie, you know, uh, like that is, is, is encouraging that we are a Thai community, Lehigh Valley, Lackawanna, like over here, like we're trying to build what you have as well in the Lehigh yeah. Valley. Um, tell me maybe a little bit more about the Lehigh Valley and the filming community. Yeah. Okay. So what I would point people to the direction of a, a film consortium called FIFO. Um, it's located in Easton. We have meetings once a month. I think it's the first Tuesday of every month at Two River Brewery. Um, right now we're still on Zoom, but we normally are in person. And the good thing about this is that you can go to these meetings um, and have an idea and you'd be like, oh, I need a sound person or I need um, I need three extras to be whatever. So if you're looking for crew, um, if you're looking for actors, writers, directors, producers, you'll, you'll have a good amount of people at this meeting that you can tap into and network with. Um, another group is in Allentown and they're called uh, Route 22. It's yes. the same idea. Yeah, Route 22, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's the same idea of Allentown and then uh, the other one is in Easton. But it's nice because you can go to different meetings at different times and sometimes it's the same people but a lot of times it's different people. So um, you can do a lot of networking and um, see what people I'm, are working on. I'm going to put it on the uh, just the message uh, in the FIFO just so people know sort of what. Yeah, yeah. it's free. It's like every region has their own little groups to bring the communities together and we're all interconnected because we know don and everyone at rope 22 film works and it's all we're all meeting each other and connecting with each other with this great yeah yeah for sure i mean i know that's what danny did when he came into town um to do getting grace he was like okay who's local and then right. he heard about fifo and really he casted a lot of people local but also behind the scenes crew 
um, a lot were local and we've been using them for each project ever since. So they're getting a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's great. I mean, if you, since you brought up Danny Roebuck, if you wanted to talk to everyone out there about if they're not sure who he is and like how you got involved and how you met him. Yeah. So well, before you do that, okay. how about yeah. we do that? Let me, let me do the lucky Louie. And yeah. then that way, actually, no, let's talk about him. Then I'm going to show the Lucky Louie uh, trailer because I know we have it. Uh, that way people kind of have a visual to it. We'll segue into Lucky Louie. Good question. So if you don't know who Danny Roebuck is, you can Google him. He's on IMDb. Um, he's been in like, I think, over 300 some credits to his name. He's a character actor, and you'll recognize him from uh, movies The Fugitive, um, U.S. Marshals, Late Shift. He's been on TV shows, Matlock, Lost, um, Glee. A million things. Um, so when you see him, you're like, "Oh, that's him. Oh, I get it now." Because he, he has that face. He just has that <laughs> face that people remember. Um, so I did meet him first um, in 2017 on the set of Grinning Grace. That very first day, I was running around with Michael Owen, trying to wrangle the extras. Um, I met him that day, and um, ever since then, um, from getting Grace. Um, I started to do post-production with him um, as far as advertising, um, marketing. Um, I ran a premiere. Um, it was actually a fundraiser for um, the local community theaters in our area, um, Monopco, Pennsylvania Playhouse, Civic Theater, and the Charter Arts School. We did a fundraiser for these four um, organizations. Uh, where we showed the movie Getting Grace, and then we raised money for them, and then we also got to show the movie, and people, it was like a win-win, but I organized that for him, yeah. Um, but from Getting Grace, you know, um, helping out with the post-production and the advertising, and then that led into, um, In This Moment was a, a short film that I did, and then it led into Killing and the Comeback Kids, and then it led into a few other things that I was working on, but... Um, yeah, so Danny uh, kind of started this whole thing here. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, he's trying to come back to the Lehigh Valley because it's so beautiful. It's so um, people are generous. Um, everybody's very accommodating, like with food and catering and housing. Um, he comes back to the Lehigh Valley because he loves the Lehigh Valley. He's from the Lehigh Valley. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody's just been very um, generous for filmmaking. You know, anybody who's a filmmaker coming to the Lehigh Valley, I think, he paved the road for them, which is nice. Yeah, oh, that, that is very nice. So what I'll do right now is I'll show the Lucky Louie uh, trailer. Then we can talk a little bit about that specific project um, okay. so people know more about. So let me okay. move this. Here we go. In 1972, four masked men robbed the Merchant National Bank. This is a robbery! Okay, everybody on the ground, and I want you to bury your heads into your arms and close your eyes. And for 50 years, the case has gone unsolved. Don't take all the money! It became one man's obsession. Detective Wilbert Moser? Not anymore. You're retired. Why is this case so important to you? You'll understand when you get closer to your final glory. And his nightmare. Don't move or I'll blow your head off! Look, look, look. He had the dream. I decided if I stopped obsessing about it so much, maybe the dreams would stop. And then this lovely grad student shows up. I'm Alex Ambrosio. I'm a graduate student at Bucknell. I was assigned the merchant bank robbery for my thesis project. 
Here's trouble. I told you she was going to get him, and look, she's got him. And it will take an unlikely group to help them solve the case. Um, how do you all know Mr. Moser? We're criminals. All of you? All of us in our little crew. Me, Pete, Peyton, Lincoln. Wilbur arrested all of us. We were criminals. You want to straighten narrow now? By the grace of God. I just figured something out. So you hang out with us so we can solve your cases. To solve the case, it will take no ordinary plan. I want to rob a bank. This is a robbery! And now I gotta run? Yes! Make my day. And perhaps some help from above. Dear Lord, we know you're always with us. And we ask that you bless this bank robbery today. The creators of Getting Grace bring you a comedy mystery where it will take faith to solve the crime of the century. Uncle Donald went out the back door. And this ain't your lucky day, Louie. <laughs> Lucky Louie. Dude, we're going to be late. Hey, I told you guys I'd help you rob the bank. I will not get a traffic ticket. Very cool. <laughs> you know, and, and they are beautifully shot films, mm -hmm. you know, as well. Like, that's, that's very nice um, as well. I've seen some of the work. And I know, I think I know some of the people that have worked on the camera and, like, the crew. Mm -hmm. Um but uh, I know Desiree had questions about this particular one as far as the producing and the casting, uh, just specifically on what you worked on for this uh, project. Okay. Yeah, if you wanted to talk about getting away from the casting side, like what was like being a producer? Because I know you've had experience of being like associate producer, unit production. So if you want to get into that, what it's like being a producer. Yeah, so... Um, so producing, I, the way I describe it is it's problem solving, um, all day long. And I think I got into producing cause I was, I guess I was organized with things. Um, like I said, I'm very hands-on, so I have everything always in a folder with me, but, um, producing, I got involved because I just like to organize things and I like, I like to put people certain places and it, it, a lot of times it works out. Um, but producing you're organizing a lot of different um departments so um you know you're you're overseeing set design you're overseeing wardrobe um casting crew um craft services like everything has to be in a certain organized chaos mess um and that's what a producer does is, is uh, or you know organizes and oversees all of those departments so you're very in touch with each department head of each department um, and then you're just basically making sure everything kind of works seamlessly as possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> and a lot of times it doesn't always work that way because something always comes up while you're on set. But um, but yeah, I I do like the I do like the producer aspect of it. It's very challenging, um, especially with this last project we did, the Hail Mary. Um, it was a lot, a lot of work um, and a lot of moving pieces, but somehow it always comes together. Um, and it, it's going to be a beautiful film, so I'm very proud of it. Um, yeah. But but yeah um, yeah. So I don't know if any. Was there, uh, was there no. any specific 
like the what was the biggest challenge you ever faced in anything that you worked on? What was the biggest thing that stuck out in your mind? Like, oh my gosh, how did I get through that? I know. Oh, so many things, Desiree. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, we <I> know. <laughs> but um, I think the most challenging thing is just being prepared. Um, you can over prepare and, and and come up with plan A and plan B because a lot of times the plan A doesn't work. And thank God you you should always have a plan B. And uh, a, uh, a quick funny story about that was for when we were filming Purple Heart, um, we have this amazing admiral's uniform coming from New York um, from this rental company. And it was gorgeous because it had all the regalia and bells and whistles. So the actor comes into town and we just leave it hanging in the director's house. And no one really thought to do a wardrobe um to fit for wardrobe we never did a fitting because oh. he gave us our size his size it was only one actor in the whole movie he gave us his size we're like well there's a you know we just never thought of it so i had in the back of my mind though um well let's get a plan b so i was calling around um don't uh, drop me a line in allentown they were going out of business they had one admiral costume for 75 bucks we had to buy it we couldn't rent it and i said um can you just hold that for me just, I don't know, in case? Well, we get to set. He tries on his Admiral costume, and it doesn't fit. And and, and we're, we're about to shoot his scene with the Admiral. And I'm like, ah! So one of our production assistants had to run over to Allentown, pick up this second uniform, and um, and bring it back. So we weren't too far behind. But um, it was it was in the middle of the summer, and it was so hot. Everybody was not happy. <laughs> Right. But you just yeah. kind of have to move with the punches and just keep things moving. But that was just an example of, yeah, it's me just to be able to think so much. Yeah. And, and as far as Lucky Louie, uh, what we just saw, uh, what, what was your role in that particular one? Um, just if you want to share as far as like yeah. what you did. Um, so I started out with the casting. So um, I organized all of the actors. Um, this was a challenging film as far as because it was um, present time and back in the 70s. And we oh. had multiple characters playing each part from each time period, if that makes sense. Like a, a younger person would play, you know, in the 70s and then a medium and then a grant. Like there was three different people playing a lot of, of the roles. So it was very challenging. As to So one of my jobs was telling people when they were actually needed on set, which was challenging in, in itself because it's like okay are we doing the 70s now are we present <laughs> right. time when I mean, we have it all storyboarded out we have it all prepared of what we're supposed to be filming each day but um that was very challenging that was one of my roles um so i organized the casting for that um just making sure all the production assistants show up where they're supposed to be showing up on time um overseeing that um, also, I did a lot with craft services this time, so just making sure our food was coming um, at a timely manner if I had to go pick anything up. Um, just ev everything that you see on a set, just making sure everybody is where they're supposed to be. Um, calling calling cast for uh, to, to be on set or if they have to stay in holding, um, just everything. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just so no. much... <laughs> <laughs> hey, how how does it feel like you um because you're uh more of the you know like making things happen right not necessarily shooting the camera or editing right. things like that so it's a completely different mindset yeah. but how do you feel when like a project is done and you see it completed and you're like wow like you know uh, how does it feel oh <laughs> it's crazy because you look at it you're like 
oh my gosh, remember that day when it was 900 degrees and everybody had to wear <laughs> their full wardrobe and remember how long that scene took and, um, you know, you just remember all these things. You, you see remember. it with different eyes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then when you see it and it only, like, something that should have been, something that was like 30 seconds in the movie took, like I said, hours and hours and hours and you're like that's it that's all that you know I mean, and a lot of times when i'm um casting extras sometimes unfortunately their scenes are cut due to time or whatever with a you know so they're like i stayed there all day and you only got me in for like one second of the movie i'm like you know i can't yeah. help it but that's the that's the luck of the draw with um with being a background actor so oh and that was it, yeah go ahead that was a with the background actors, I feel like they're like my people, and I I'm very good with them, and they um, whatever we just have a good relationship, and um, so when they are on set, I make sure that they are where you know where they need to be if they're yeah. So. You develop a relationship, which yeah. is nice because, like you said, you feel you feel bad that maybe they, they didn't make it into the final one. How right. do you deal with that uh, in the sense, like, if someone says, oh, like, I'm not even in it. Like, what happened? Like, right. I'm sure it's different, but. Well, I prepare them when they get to the set and say, now, look, because, um, you know, they're going to be 10, 12 hours just sitting there sometimes and maybe they won't even get in. Um, so I just prepare them that way. And I say, um, I say, this is the scene we're going to be shooting, but if you're, you know, you're going to be in the background, but you might not all be seen. Just everybody has to know that in the, you know, from the get go. Oh, yeah. um, so that I, I, I try to, I try to tell them that. And then when they see themselves, they're like, Oh, why did you see me? I was behind the tree. And, or, you know, or, <laughs> and they were only on for like a second, but I'm like, I saw you, you know, and they're, you know, then they get right. excited. But everybody who's been on a set that I've done for, to be a background actor, they've all enjoyed themselves because they do get to see the behind the scenes of every, you know, right. all the, everything that goes into making a movie. So they have an appreciation for it. I feel like when they're done, yeah. Yeah. No. And and I think that's important. Just the appreciation will bring in maybe someone that didn't know how it worked, like you said. Yeah. Seeing the behind the scenes, maybe they'll spark an interest on. Oh, maybe I want to be a, the camera person. You know, maybe right. I want to do that. Yeah. Um. So what we're gonna do now is we have a few comments. Uh. So a, a couple of questions, maybe. Let me see. Uh. Oh, J. B. Earl says also a cat that had to act on cue. Tell us about that. <laughs> about about me acting on cue? I don't know what what he means. Also, a cat that had to act on cue. Oh yes, yes. So uh, for Lucky Louie, there was a cat in the one scene, and we couldn't find the, the cat was in the house, but we couldn't find it. And, oh, like we were literally wow. ready to go shoot the scene, and we couldn't find the cat. Well, we finally find the cat. But yet you have to deal with the cat, and it wasn't the nicest cat, honestly. Like we were, <laughs> you know, it was hissing and all this. But um, and Danny, who was in the scene with the cat, is not an animal person. He, he won't tell you that, but it's true. Um, so it's hard. To, it was hard to um, to to deal with that. But that was funny, <laughs> JB, when that happened. Do you work with the uh, like animals a lot as well? Like, have you had that experience in your films? Not me personally. Just with this cat. Um, for Lucky Louie, I'm trying to think. We didn't have one for Getting Grace or, um, no, none of the other short films that I've worked on either. So this was a first. But it was just funny when we couldn't find the cat. No one could find 
we're all looking all over. You know, we're all like, hey, you kidding me? It was, it was just funny. Everybody from the show. Oh, well, that's funny. Uh, the other question that we have is, um, I don't know if you already touched on this, but what advice do you give actors on getting experience? Oh, okay. I think you mentioned it in the beginning, just, but maybe if you can touch more on that. I would say either um, for actors or crew or anybody who wants to get involved in a film should just get involved, do it um, for the experience of it. And you may do a few projects that you're going to be volunteering your time for. Um, but I say get involved um, and just do it because you never know what it could lead to. Like it might not be paid project in the very beginning, but it could lead to paid projects. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the, you know, the budgets of these, of these projects are, is always the, the bummer of them. But, um, you know, I would just say get involved in any project that you can, even if it's um, for a, you know, one day shoot or something. I actually just had a couple of kids from NYU reach out to me this week and they were looking for someone to act in their film. And typically like student projects, you can't pay people anyway. I said, I'll try, you know, I'll put out an email. And um, so a couple of people got back to the director who's um, in NYU at NYU and he's going to do the project and it's not pay, but it's, um, you know, he's going to get experience and he's going to, you know, brush up on his acting chops and he can put it on his demo reel. So, and he'll get a credit for it. So That's great. Oh, very cool. I yeah. think they took uh, my question because basically what I asked at the end of uh, the show is what advice will you give to someone just starting in the industry? But I'm going to switch it up then uh, just because it was already answered. I'm going to say if there was something that you could tell your younger self, Oh. Right, <laughs> that's cool. always hard. What you would have done different, um, as far yeah. as the industry, not anything else. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, you know, when I was little, I always saw myself doing something either on stage or in front of a camera because I was always very, um, I was always acting and doing shows um, and putting on a show for friends and family. So I always saw myself doing something like that. So when mm -hmm. this came about. Um, it kind of all fit into place. Now, at first I thought I was going to be in front of the camera and, you know, do more of the acting side of it. But I found out quickly that I am better off behind the camera. <laughs> I'm okay. better off behind the scenes. Um, and a funny quick story about that was the day I was at Lenocacy Creek for getting grace. Um, I was supposed to be a background actor with my kids mm -hmm. and I'm used to being on stage, like very big and theatrical but film is very tight and small and, yeah. you know, you're looking through the camera lens and I'm in the background going, no, don't stop. Like I was trying to tell my kids not to jump into the river or whatever the, mm -hmm. the Creek, um, whatever the scene was. And Danny goes cut. And I never met him at this point. Uh, he's like, you stop doing that. Whatever you're doing, <laughs> stop being so big. You know, bring it down a notch. So I got in trouble the very first time. <laughs> I was like, no more. I'm fine. I'll be behind the scenes from now on. <laughs> no, and, and you make a good point because we always uh, put that at uh, theater and filming, even though they're still acting, they're completely different when it comes to how to project, how to do yeah. specific mannerism uh, for that. Uh, uh, did you say you did uh, theater as well? or? Um. So I did theater in high school and in college and then after college that's how i met my husband we did a show uh, together and um so we've done some community theater together oh. yeah so i'm better on stage but even then uh even now um 
I don't know. I get nervous. I get too nervous. I'd rather be behind <laughs> the scenes doing wardrobe or set design or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very cool. Well, we're going to close out the program, but I know um, just before, let me just, what is your email address uh, that where people can contact you? That yeah, way okay. I can put it on the screen. Okay. It's just my name. I don't know why I picked this. I think, I don't know who else has the name Klausnitzer because none of them were available. I'm like, who the heck am I related to? Um, but it's my whole name, Elizabeth Klausnitzer. I'll write in here too. Okay. L-A-U-S-N-I-T-Z-E-R. At Gmail. At Gmail. Let me just make sure that I didn't spell it. Oh, let me grab it from here. Mm -hmm. And uh, what? Uh, so, what can people do? Maybe if there's someone out there that wants to reach out, or like what? Um, what should yeah. they say? So they should. That's my personal email, but I'll definitely get it from there. Um, so if they're interested in being an extra or a background actor, they can email me and say, "Hey, I saw you with Luz and Desiree on their on their podcast, and mm -hmm. I'd like to hear about more future um, audition opportunities." That would be for casting or extras, or even if they're um, in the crew on a crew, and they're like, "Hey, I would like to shadow someone um, in the camera department." I right. can put them into um, the production emails, and I can forward that to who um, who handles that for our company. So, I, I didn't really mention, but Danny Roebuck came to town. He started this five hundred one c three called a Channel of Peace. Yes, and yeah. within that umbrella, this is where we're making all these faith filled family entertainment um, movies. Um, so Lucky Louie and Hail Mary were the two that are under that umbrella. Um, Getting Grace was prior to him starting this non for profit. Um, but we're looking to produce not just his films, but other films that um, fit the mold of what he's trying to do. Um, cool. With the non for profit. So if, if there are people out there who are like, hey, I have a script idea or a story idea, or I even have a movie that's produced. Um, you can you can forward that to me as well, and I can I can forward it on to him. Very good. And I know they're on Facebook as well, like as far as the social media, so they can find it this way. Yep. Um, yeah, a channel of peace um, Facebook page, and then also our website is a channel of peace .org. org. Okay, perfect. Let's yeah. put that up there just so in case somebody is there. You go. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. And we'll put it up on the screen. Um, again, we'll put all this up as well, like on the chat or anywhere. That way people can um, just go and um, check it out uh, mm -hmm. for it. Um, yeah. I'll put your email one more time and then we'll close out the program. But again, anyone who wants to stay connected and, and just let uh, Beth know, uh, believe me when I say this, she will make it happen. You know, maybe not now, maybe not in two weeks, but mm -hmm. if she has your name, she'll reach out. Uh, if there's something that is uh, specific for what, you, what you're looking for. Uh, mm -hmm. She's been a, a great advocate uh, for that, and uh, I can uh, vouch for that for sure. Uh, so it's very, very exciting to see that there are people out there that are uh, looking to help uh, local filmmakers, even if they have little bit of experience. Yeah. Yeah. I also wanted to say if there's any young people that are watching for Hail Mary, we had a huge internship program on our, on the set and they had to um, be interviewed and be accepted into our internship program, but they did receive college credit for doing so. And they got to be on set 
of a feature film, which is pretty nice. cool. And they got credit for that for their for their college. But um, but yeah, I would recommend them just to become part of any project that they can, just to get the hands-on experience. Right. Um, and then then you know we never know where it could go from there because there are some interns that we worked with that I will definitely work with again, um, to come to the next project because a lot of them were really really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So definitely reach out. I mean, even if you just want to say hi, you know, I'm not sure what I want to do yet, but I'm interested in this. Just reach out that way she has you on her radar. And um, that's all it takes sometimes, you know, yeah. just to open. And what I'll say with that, too, is I don't mind people contacting me repetitively. I mean, if they're stalking, then no. But I, I don't mind if they keep reaching out because I'm like, oh, yeah, that person keeps getting in touch with me and, and they're you know, they're interested in doing something and sometimes things may fall through the cracks, not often, but sometimes they do. Right. Um, and if they keep their name in front of me, it just is very helpful. So I don't mind them, um, you know, reaching out. That's, that's very good to know. Very good to know. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Beth. Uh, yeah, I'm going to close you, out the program um, with just make sure you reach out to her. And um, again, everyone who's watching uh, here, we're doing this for you for us for pretty much anyone that wants to be creative uh scranton talks is part of the independent creative hub, uh, film creative hub and we are on facebook youtube instagram pretty much anywhere you can find us uh so it uh please uh let me pull this up here again just make sure you go to our creativehub.com where you can see you can actually see previous talks of scranton talks you can watch uh films uh, we have a streaming platform uh we can uh you know even go to the forums uh, sort of like a little bit like facebook where you can post if you have you know a need for something specific for your film or if you just want to chat or connect with local filmmakers mm -hmm. uh, so it's open to anyone and it is free uh Desiree and i take care of making sure that it's updated yeah. uh, so make sure you don't forget about that and um yeah, again, oh, and I think we have a, yeah, of course we do. We have the podcast on uh, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify, yep. Yeah, all the talks go up there in audio format that we've done previously. But thank you all again for joining us. And to those filmmakers out there, if you're in the industry in some fashion and you would love to share your story with us, send us a message. On our social media accounts because we're on facebook on the independent film creative hub and on instagram so send us a direct message we'll get back to you and work out a good month or time that works for you so you can be on one of our talks but we'll leave you with that's real for those you might have missed it if you just joined us late so you can take a look at it and we'll see you again soon next time awesome. thank you everyone thank you Beth thank again. You so thank much. you so much thank you for having me nice meeting you desiree thanks nice for meeting you too yeah. yeah okay hope to see you in the future <laughs> definitely <laughs> Thank you. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the Scranton Talks podcast. Be sure to check out all our episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook page and Instagram to stay up to date on what is happening with the Independent Film Creative Hub. And you can check out all our live interviews on our YouTube channel. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And for our next Scranton Talks that is coming up, we'll be sitting down with local filmmaker, actor, voiceover actor, Josh Bidwell. That's going to be on March 23rd 
at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you can join us for the Facebook Live and live on YouTube, feel free to join us. You can submit your questions in the comments when it's going on. We'll be sure to answer them as best we can. But if you can't make it to the live interview, no worries. You can catch it later on our YouTube channel and on the podcast right here. So I can't wait to talk with Josh. Um, I just worked with Josh on a short film, a very short film, uh, for the Rain Dance Film Festival. They had a short film competition for like 15 second flirt. So it was a joy to work with Josh and James Worthington, who was on our pod on our podcast before, and it was so much fun um, just trying to make this film and edit it down to 15 seconds. That was one of the parameters. So I hope you join us for that episode and be sure to check out our website, www.ourcreativehub.com. You could check it out for free. You can sign up to a directory for free. It's all free for you. And if you want to be on one of our Scranton Talks podcasts, you are more than welcome to message us on our Facebook page or Instagram. And we'll get back to you on the best date and time we can have you on the show. So I hope we see you again soon. And thank you for joining us on this episode.